Living on Earth relies on your generosity to broadcast each week. Please donate now at LOE.org. The once mighty Colorado River frequently dries up long before it reaches the sea just south of the Mexico-U.S. border. The U.S. captures most of the water, taking ten times as much as Mexico. On both sides of the border, millions depend on the shrinking river as a critical water source. Well, now Mexico and the U.S. have signed an amendment to their nearly 70-year-old water pact that shares the water a bit more equitably. To explain the details, we turn to Carlos de la Parra. He's professor of urban and environmental studies at El Colegio de la Frontera Norte, the College of the Northern Frontier in Tijuana, Mexico, and advised the Mexican commissioner in the Colorado River negotiations. Welcome to Living on Earth. Hello, how are you? Good. Now, what's in this new pact between the United States and Mexico? Well, it's an agreement that there are things that both countries see eye to eye. Uh, One is the issue of a delta that needs to be restored. Second issue is that equity must prevail in the new agreement, and that means that if there is a shortage of supply, then everybody gets a little less, and if there's a surplus, everybody gets a little more. The third element is that uh, both countries see that there's a benefit for investing in infrastructure to increase efficiency, conserve water, and therefore have more to go around. So when the International Water Agreement was put together back in 1944, as I understand it, the U.S. gets 15 million acre-feet every year off the Colorado River, and Mexico gets just 1.5 million acres, one-tenth of the U.S. amount. How fair is that? Well, that's a good question. It depends on who you ask. Ask folks on the U.S. side. There are some that will say that Mexico got too much. And if you ask folks on south of the border, we might say that we got too little or that quantity is not the issue, but quality. And so it really is something very relative. What happens to the water promised to Mexico in the new arrangement? It's still there. Uh, But the treaty itself says that in cases of extreme drought, both countries would have to reduce their allocation. Fortunately, the uh, agreement also says that investments that uh, will take place starting next year will conserve enough water so that the folks that are suffering because of less allocation will have some water saved up to counteract that shortage. In times when there's more water, everybody, including Mexico now, gets a surplus. Where would the surplus be held for Mexico? In Lake Mead. Mexico doesn't have the topography or the geology doesn't allow for Mexico to have a storage basin uh, in Mexican territory. So Now, Lake Mead will also have an additional volume of water stored there that will be labeled, this is Mexican water. How much does uh, a new arrangement devote to conservation of the Colorado River? You know, conservation is something that has been sort of flying under the radar of both countries. There's obviously ways to improve water efficiency in agricultural areas, both in California and in Baja California and the Mexicali Valley. But there's also a lot of uh, efficiency uh, in conservation that can be done in cities. So at least this new agreement, it's, you know, a proactive approach to what's going to happen when there's actually greater shortage of water, if indeed that happens. It's now become one, uh, a part of the mix, which is a lot to say for 21st century water management. 
Talk to me about the delta of the Colorado River when it comes into the Sea of Cortez there uh, between Baja California and the, and the mainland of Mexico. The wetlands of the Colorado River are about 90% gone. They were desiccated over the course of a century. And uh, this agreement is not an effort in trying to restore a delta more than trying to make it a viable habitat for wildlife, migratory birds, and resident birds. And there are some endangered species that are suffering because of the lack of habitat. There's also uh, some impact. We don't know how much, but there's also some impact on wildlife uh, in the marine ecosystem. So it's actually trying to patch up something that we haven't been doing for at least 50 years, and then starting to monitor and see what happens. The idea, the utopia of you know, turning back the clock is probably not in the minds of the folks that arranged for this agreement. So science is telling us that uh, climate change uh, is upon us and could decrease the Colorado River's flow by up to 20% over these next uh, 40 years. How does the pact uh, address this looming problem? Well, keep in mind that this agreement will only be enforced for five years. Okay. It's actually a pilot period that will allow us to start examining how good we are in sharing investment for conservation, in contributing jointly to the restoration of wetlands, and analyzing future data that will be required so that in the future, when those 40 years come, we're not going to be fighting about what triggers a shortage or how much is required so that we can have what is called an extreme drought. In the West, they say, whiskey's for drinking, water's for fighting. <laughs> I wonder what tequila is for. <laughs> Maybe for celebrating that water isn't for fighting. <laughs> thank you so much for taking this time with me today. No, thank you very much for the opportunity. Carlos de la Parra teaches urban and environmental studies at El Colegio de la Frontera Norte. 